2: It's just being
1: me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, 90 Minute Without Parent, only in theaters,
3: May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu.
2: Pat Robertson has died during Pride Month. (laughs) so I think that makes him an ally, you know, or something. Welcome, Beauty Translated listeners, to another mini-sode. This week, we are doing a crossover with one of our fabulous podcasts on the iHeart and Outspoken Networks. Today, I have Danielle Moody with me, and she is the host of Woke AF Daily. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to see you again. Um, And... Good to have you here for this wonderful Pride Month special that we're that we're doing. I'm um,
4: super excited to be here.
2: Yeah, thank you, uh, Danielle. Could you start out by just kind of telling the listeners a little bit about, a little bit about who you are?
4: Yeah. Um, how much time do you have? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, woke AF daily is um, is a five day a week a political podcast that kind of pulls. Back the Curtain on current affairs. Um, We dig into the conversations that you're not going to hear on mainstream media um, or on cable news and lift up a lot of amazing academics, historians, politicos, um, you know, folks that really have their finger on the pulse of today's, you know, kind of new normal that we are living in. And so I like to think of the show as like a community space so that people don't feel alone uh, in their crazy and in their rage.
2: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Because, yeah, as you said, there's crazier and crazier news coming out every day, especially for those of us That are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. It it is um, becoming more and more uh, stressful and challenging to navigate this world. And it's really great to have podcasts like yours out there that that provide different perspectives. Because as we know, even lots of the you know, I I don't know if this is something you've talked about on your show, but lots of the quote unquote uh, you know what what people on the right would consider like leftist media. A lot of that media is run by uh, Republican CEOs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what is, how do we actually get a different perspective? And a lot of times it's from, from these, uh, shows that are, that are talking outside of the mainstream. So thank you for that. And Danielle, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: So uh, a little bit about me, Um, I am, I guess, uh, how I used to talk about myself as a recovering lobbyist. I spent um, a lot of time in living in Washington, D.C., working on Capitol Hill, working for different think tanks like the Center for American Progress, um, and then transitioned into media uh, when we were kind of gearing up for the marriage equality fight. So this is like the early 2010s, you know, for folks to remember that, you know, marriage equality was not the law of the land until 2015 Supreme Court decision. And, you know, at the time there were lots of people that were talking about marriage equality, but they were white, cis, uh, gay men uh, who don't invoke a lot of empathy. And so um, I am ended up up, uh, entering into that conversation and becoming one of the spokespeople for marriage equality at that time, and then recognized the power of media. Um, And during the cycle of the 2016 uh, presidential election, realizing like everybody else did that this country could elect uh, Donald Trump. Um, decided to launch Woke AF. And, you know, for, for me, I see my, myself as a, as an advocate, as an activist, um, as somebody who has built a platform, an independent platform on progressive values. Um, And I'm unapologetic about it as a black queer woman living in America. And I think that it is really important to have diverse perspectives and know, you know, no bullshit perspectives on where we, on where we are. Like, you know, I don't, I don't sugarcoat things, um, because I think that listeners are smarter than that and they deserve to be spoken to in a way that makes sense, uh, and that registers for them. So that's kind of how I've built my career through policy, through media, um, and find myself here.
2: Wow. Yeah. That is quite, quite the background you have there and quite the journey you've had. Thank you for fighting the fight and the marriage equality. Um, uh, during that, you know, I was, I was, this is going to sound crazy. I was in, uh, high school when that, when yeah. that happened and it was, you know, a very, very big deal. I remember, you know, being in Georgia, people, <laughs> people that weren't excited about it were acting like the sky was mm-hmm. falling, you know, and here we are something like more than 10 years later and the sky still hasn't fallen and everything is fine. Um, but you know, it's interesting you bring that up because just the other day I was having a conversation with a trans man who was talking about kind of the differences, or I guess you should could say like the lack of um, representation and, and, and progression forward in the trans movement versus what we saw in the marriage equality uh, movement. Um, what do you think, and this may be like too big of a question, but, you know, let me know, like, what do you think is different uh, about the times when we were fighting for marriage equality versus today when we're fighting now for for trans equality, what do you think is different and what needs to change?
4: Um, well, the unfortunate difference, and again, I don't sugarcoat things, is the fact that the marriage equality movement was largely funded by. Cis white gay men. Right. And so when you have issues that are going to impact a double income, oftentimes no kids uh, demographic of the LGBTQ plus uh, movement, um, they had a lot of money and put a lot of money and a lot of funding behind uh, what was probably the one right That they were not afforded. And that's just the reality of the situation. And so when you look at where we are in terms of trans rights, there is a lot of um, transphobia and discrimination within the LGBTQ plus movement oftentimes, um, you know, done at the hands of white cis gay men. (laughs) And so, you know, it's like I have been in so many rooms where I, I could not believe my ears and believe what people inside of a community that is already marginalized and oppressed would decide to part and parcel out people who they think are holding them back from full equity. And let's just, you know, we'll come back for the tea later is a that I have heard uh, in many of rooms, you know, uh, on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., you know, over the course of my career. And so that's the reason um, there has been this kind of, well, you know, we're trying to assimilate right? Where the the L, the G and the B are trying to quote unquote assimilate and marriage was the most traditional thing that you could assimilate into in our society, right? Um, And so look, we're just like you and we want to have kids and, you know, we live these lives and blah, blah. It was something that I think um the way that marriage was situated was how it was assimilating into heteronormative culture. And I think that for many folks inside of the LGBTQ plus community, they had not had like I guess seventy percent of the population experience um, knowing somebody that that is that is trans, and so it was easy to be like, "Nah, we'll come back later."
2: Yeah, we'll come back for the tea later. Which even yep. yeah, which even at the time, I remember that being kind of the feeling I had was like, "Okay, well, yeah, they're not helping me right now, but maybe later." Type of thing and. I think it's interesting because now we're dealing with, um, all of this, you know, anti-trans legislation and stuff like that. And, um, what's interesting to me is that the American zeitgeist or whatever you call it, whatever the, the, the culture of America has really shifted in the past 10, 20 years to be much more accepting of gay and lesbian, uh, people and couples and things like that. Um, and it's almost like, it's like they draw the line. A lot of people draw the line at trans issues. I can ex- be accepting of gay people. I can be accepting of, of lesbians, but I cannot be accepting of of trans people and, and the fact that they want rights, which I find to be, you know, just an interesting <laughs> observation from my perspective. But thank you for speaking on that because... Um, I definitely think that's not something that the average person and when I say like the average person the average like cis straight person thinks about is is how their own perception of of gay people has shifted whereas um, the media is intentionally demonizing trans people at the moment.
4: Can I just say one quick thing, yeah. Carmen, because I, I think that it's important. Um, I talk a lot on my show about my about my family, about my parents, and my mother ha- is you know uh, owns a yoga studio um, out east on Long Island, and you know she had, through the course of like her work and time, had one of her students were uh, a gay couple, a queer couple, and then one of them began transitioning. And for my mother, who is in, you know, the boomer generation, she really opened up her mind and her understanding into what, you know, what it meant to transition, what it meant to be trans, because she already had a queer daughter, but was, she was not, it was just like, oh. I just have to expand my thinking like, oh, wait, like, tell me about how it is you're feeling and how I can better show up and support you. And I think that the purpose of what the media is doing and the purpose of what the Republican Party is doing is to break down those bridges, because it really just is a lack of, as you know, a lack of understanding, a lack of narrative. Like, let me ask the wrong questions, not from a place of transphobia or bigotry, but because I'm really trying to understand, right? Like, let me, let me, let me walk this path with you. And what they are trying to do is just obliterate that path, that bridge and put fear in, in its place. And my mother in that generation. So when people say like, Oh, they're just old. It's like, no, they're not. They have, they have more than enough ability and intelligence to be able to work themselves through a process to understanding.
2: Right. Exactly. And it's, it's anyone at any age should be able to, should be able to expand their thinking and grasp these concepts. Um, thank you for that, Danielle. Um, I'm going to take us on a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Danielle.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year
3: at purdueglobal.edu.
2: And we're back. All right, Danielle, so I wanted to ask you, um, as we are at, talking a lot about the LGBTQ plus community um, and just about Pride Month, what does Pride Month mean to you specifically?
4: Um, Such a good question because, you know, my... Relationship with pride has changed throughout the years, and I think that it's based on where we are as a country and overall society. In some years, it has just been full-on celebration and, you know, rainbows and sparkles and, you know, dance parties and what have you. And I think that now it is really about using your joy as resistance. Um, It is more so kind of going back, for me, in terms of the roots and the beginnings of Pride, which was a riot, which was a pushback against police brutality, um, a pushback against, you know, policies that were draconian, Uh, on their face. And so I think for me right now, pride is about how can we remain joyful at a time when there are over 500 anti-LGBTQ plus anti-trans bills that have popped up around the country, 76, which have been passed, you know, how do we remain in a place of joy and use that, um, as a way and as a tool, um, of resistance. And so for me, you know, it is looking at pride, um, as we've saying on woke AF, that you you can't ban queer joy, right? Um, like our friends at Glad say, it is you know, and you need to embody that. So that's kind of the space that I'm in.
2: Yeah, and it is hard, you know, it is hard to to be joyful in these moments. It's not easy, but um, I do believe that part of this whole mission is to really just like wear us down and make us yep. as as depressed and and down on ourselves as possible. And of course, we should take it seriously. But at the same time, we do have to have the energy and the willingness to fight back and push back because pride was a riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's been a lot of news stories going on um, in in the world. Uh, <laughs> What I wanted to celebrate uh, in this month is that today, as we're speaking to each other, Danielle, um, is the day that Pat Robertson has left this planet. Um, and I just want to celebrate that. I just want to celebrate that. Pat Robertson, as we know, very, very feverently anti-trans, anti-gay pastor who was a, a, what do you call it, televangelist. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Uh, you have any thoughts on good old Pat?
4: Yeah, good old Pat is the, uh, he was the original grifter. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the person that created uh, the playbook for white evangelical Christians um, uh, taking over the Republican Party with their hatred uh, and lies, transphobia, bigotry, and racism. This man had said some of the most egregious, disgusting things uh, about queer people, and it's unfortunate that he was able to live to the ripe old age of 93. Um, But I think that the devastation that he has caused will far outlive uh, him and it's important that you know people say don't speak ill of the dad well don't do bad shit when you're alive. How about that? How about that?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, and I completely agree with that. Um yeah, he was pretty much spent his whole life being, you know, as as evil as he possibly could. Yes. Um and if you haven't watched like The Family on Netflix. I don't know if you've... Or any oh, of those. No. That's a documentary that just kind of... it. It's a, I love those kind of like docu-series. It basically breaks down Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell, and how they really meshed with the GOP and the Republican mm-hmm. Party to really be a part of their lobbying effort. And it's shaped a lot of the... Christo Christ, well, I'm sorry let me get the words out the Christo fascism that we're yep. seeing today has been shaped a lot by the legacy of of Pat Robertson so uh rest in hell I don't know rest yeah. wherever you know <laughs> but uh not in peace um not Mm-mm. in power uh because we're we're grateful for that so let's celebrate that Pat Robertson has left um, <laughs> has left the world on this glorious day. so i'm I'm happy about that. Um, thank you for sharing your your perspective on that, too, because he's been around for a long time, and he's a long been, time, and he's been doing bad shit for a long time. So it's hard to keep up with everything, you know,
4: decades.
2: Yeah, decades. Um, Well, Danielle, can you tell the listeners where they can find you, follow you, and listen to Woke AF Daily?
4: Yes, absolutely. So you can uh, listen to Woke AF Daily here wonderfully on iHeart, uh, part of the Outspoken Slate. Um, You can also keep up with me on DanielleMoody.com, where you can get connected all over my social medias, uh, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram.
2: Beautiful. Thank you, Danielle. And I will be sure to include links and whatnot in the episode description so be sure to check those out. Thank you for being here with us today, Danielle. Thank you for this Pride Month special crossover. Yes. Um and a happy Pride Month to you. Uh, stay joyful as we we'll yes. say. Yeah.
4: Happy Pride to you and all of the listeners. Be sure to check out my
2: interview with Danielle Moody over on the WoKF Daily feed, which also dropped today.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year.